0: Hello, it's, it's good to be with you again. I want today to talk about the willing heart. And um, my text today is Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19. If you be willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. And also 2 Chronicles chapter 16 verse 9. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in behalf of them whose heart is perfect. You see, so much of the goodness of God are the accidents and the bad things that do not happen to us. And I believe that so many of these things God actually protects us from that we will never know in this life uh, because we're just not aware of it. But the Lord is always looking out for us. There was a little example that I had at home um, with uh, my cat, Bella. She's a beautiful little cat and there's a cat next door who terrorizes her and corners her and is really quite aggressive and frightening. Anyway, she loves to be in the conservatory and there's an old armchair there and that's one of her favorite places. And this particular day um, she was just lying enjoying the sunshine and the warmth and the comfort of uh, the conservatory in her armchair and suddenly there was a roar that came down the sideway, and this was our dog Ben and obviously he had spotted this cat I don't know I I didn't even see it and he tore across the grass um, like a greyhound and I, I don't know how the cat got out it must have gone straight through the fence that's that's all I know and Bella was absolutely unaware that anything had happened and her arch enemy had been driven out of the garden and quite frankly I haven't seen it back again Um, And the Lord showed me, he said, this is how watchful I am for you, that when you are resting in me, when your heart is willing, when your heart is open to me, it's like you're resting in that armchair. My arms are around you, but also I am on guard for you, and I am fearsome in your protection and in your vindication. And so, you see, God keeps us absolutely as much as he can. You see, the more we give ourselves, the more you give yourself to him, uh, the more you obey him, the more he's able, actually, to guard and protect you. Um, And a lot of his protection, actually, is forewarning us. And as we get closer to God, we are more sensitive to the witness, to the, the promptings of the Holy Spirit. For instance, I actually have a broken big toe on my left foot to prove not listening to the Lord. Um, We were at Bible school and it was our very first evening and there was a special party and they had party games and I wanted to show myself as sporty as all these other young young girls Um, and I had a pair of flip-flops on and I felt to take my flip-flops off and join in the race and I had such an impression, don't take your flip-flops off, but I did and I raced as fast as I could. You'd never believe on a flat surface, actually, that you could go so fast, you couldn't stop. And I was yelling to Derek, who actually was cheering the other team on, um, and I ran straight into the back of him and broke my big toe. And that was many moons ago. And I realized, had I listened to, the, to that prompting, don't, uh, 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 don't do this, I wouldn't have a broken big toe today. But I hadn't been listening to God. He wanted to save me. And you know, a lot of bad things are happening in the world around us. We see that on television. We see it in our own country. And many people say, why did God allow this to happen? Or what's even worse, why did God do this? You see, God didn't do it. It's not His will. It did not please Him. And God has spared us so many times that we 'll probably never even know over the past few years we don 't just really recognize how many times He has spared us, and people say, why didn 't He prevent it? Well, you see, there are legalities involved when, for years, an individual or a country um, pushed God away and a push God away in this area, in that area, in the other area. You see, we cannot reject and refuse God's correction. We cannot reject and refuse God's, as it were, code of conduct, a way of living, and then want and receive his protection when we've lived as though he totally does not exist. We have to make our minds up. Do we want God or do we not want him? If we want him, if you want him, then you want him for his sake, all that he is, all that he has. But if you push him away and say, I don't want you in my school, I don't want you in my house, I definitely don't want you in my government, but I do want you to protect me. And the only way that this leads to, it's going to cost us big time. But you know, I am so glad that there is a nucleus of people which is growing bigger every day, which is rising and getting stronger. And these people are saying to God, I want you, Lord God. I want all of you in all of me. I want you in everything in my life. I want you in my kitchen. For a man, this may seem strange, but I want God in my kitchen. I want him in my garage. I want him in my dog. I want him in the football game. I want him in the elementary schools. I want him in the senior schools. I want him in high school. I want him in the university. I want him in my car. And I want you on my motorcycle. I don't actually have one, but if I did, I would really, really want God to be on the motorcycle with me. You know, yesterday I realized how God protects us. There was a certain area in the road, and when I had to go through it, um, um, you know, past traffic and and wind around, I, I felt such danger. And I really prayed God's protection. However, I should have prayed more and realized that God wanted me to pray for that area, but I have learned my lesson. But when I came back two hours later... There was um, a fire, um, I want to call it a fire hydrant, I'm so sorry, it's a fire truck, I don't know the English word for it, fire engine, there was a fire engine, there was an ambulance, um, and there was a police car, and two cars and a motorcycle were involved in a horrible, horrible crash. And so we want him in everything that we do. And so we need to keep yielding our hearts to him but you know i not only want god's love and i'm sure you're the same i don't only want it i love to have his love and his grace but actually i want his instruction i want his reproof i want his reproof i want his correction and rebuke i want that and do you know since i've been praying that from my heart I've noticed greater blessings and more prayers are answered. And so we want him, all of him, his correction and his blessings. You see, when we let God in, when we really let him in, he is able to do so much for us. When we push him out, the less he is able to do. For instance, supposing um, you've, you're sick and you call for the doctor. Um, and in the old days, he used to do home visits. And he rings the doorbell, and you open it. You don't open it. You, you, you peer through the letterbox, and you say, Well, I'm not opening the door. Um, you can help me through the letterbox. I'm not letting you into my house. We want to let God into our house, into our whole heart, our whole life. But how many of you who, who are listening to me do you really, really want God? All of all of him, how many of us will actually stand up and say, Lord, I want all of you, all your correction, all your blessing? Let's turn to our text again, 2 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in behalf of those whose heart is perfect. Are you willing. Um, perfect means a willing heart, desiring and wanting to do God's will. And I, someone asked me this question, and I, re, I, I hate to say it, I really had to think about it. Are you willing to live anywhere where God tells you to live? Anywhere. Are you willing to work anywhere where God tells you to work? Are you willing to do what God wants you to to do. And you know to be in the center of God's will is to be in the safest place on earth. Derek and I um, some some many years ago we went to um, we held a crusade um, in a country that was very hostile uh, to the gospel and the local Christians are simply amazing. But nevertheless there were death threats about us, um, uh, sent to us um, but I really felt we're in the center of God's will and we are in the safest place on the face of this earth much safer than being out of God's will in a place that would be considered very very safe you see the eyes of the Lord run I mean he scans over the whole face of the earth Now, what is God doing He just fancies scanning the earth no he's seeking God is seeking those whose heart is perfect, is willing, is for him, who wants him. Why? So that he can show himself strong in their behalf. God wants to show off. He wants to show his strength in your behalf. The battle is the Lord's. God wants to fight for you. And so I would ask, is your heart perfect Jesus said, be perfect even as your Father in heaven is perfect. Now, does that mean absolute perfection? You never make a mistake, you never think anything wrong, you never do anything wrong, you never admit to do what you ought to do, and you don't do those things that you ought not to do. And I used to think that that's what perfection was, and that was what Jesus was telling me I needed to be. But, you know, it was a terrible task, Master, because... Naturally, I was failing uh, many times a day, and I felt such, such a failure. Well, let's have a look and see what God has to say about a perfect heart. I'd like us to turn to 2 Chronicles chapter 15, verse 15. Let me explain. King Asa, he, he was a very good king, and he had banished the perverted persons from the land, He'd removed all the idols that his fathers had made and set up. Do you know, he even removed granny, his grandma, from being queen mother because he cut down and he crushed and he burned her obscene image of a Canaanite deity. Verse 17, but the high places were not removed from Israel. Nevertheless, the heart of Asa was loyal to the Lord all the days of his life. Verse 17, but the high places were not taken out of Israel. This is something actually he really should have done. But it says, God says, nevertheless, the heart of Asa was perfect the rest of his days, all the days of his life. You see, Asa was like us. He made mistakes, and he made mistakes big time, because these high places were where people were worshipping God illegally. But God still says his heart was perfect, which means not that it never made a mistake, that it was complete. It was wholehearted, wholly towards God. Is it possible that you can make these mistakes and yet your heart be right before God? Well, the good news is, according to what God says in his word, yes, it is possible that our heart can be right before God, a perfect heart, a willing heart, and we can make dumb mistakes through ignorance and through wrong teaching, for misunderstanding. But we really, our heart is to serve him, to do our best to him, for him. And is God looking at your mistakes? Is he nitpicking? No, he's looking at your heart, your motive. Let's look at, take another look at another king of Israel. And let's go to 2 Corinthians, Chronicles, chapter 25, verse 1. Amaziah was 25 years old when he became king, and he reigned 29 years in Jerusalem. It says in verse 2, he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. Now this next bit really amazed me, but this is God's comment, not with a loyal, perfect heart. He did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, but not that, but not with a perfect, loyal heart. This is enlightening, is it not? So you could do something that wasn't exactly right, yet your heart is right, and you could do something that is right, yet your heart is not right. We can do it out of legalism, out of fear of other people, out of wanting to be a man, please, and it can be the right thing, but with the wrong motive. And so, what is God looking at? You see, God doesn 't see as man sees; man sees and judges after the external appearance, but God looks at the heart. Um, let 's look at what um, Scripture says um, in one Samuel chapter sixteen verse seven. Um, God says that man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Um, if we um, also look at the story, um, God had told Samuel to go and anoint the next king of Israel, and he told him to go to Jesse, or Jess. And um, one by one, Jess brought his sons before Samuel, and the first one he saw the eldest, obviously it was tall and fine and handsome, and you know, absolutely the bee's knees um and he thought surely this must be the one that god has chosen and god said no i have rejected him his heart isn't right anyway six more sons passed before him and god says no 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 and eventually samuel says is that do you have another son and the father said oh yes david he's out looking after the sheep and so samuel said i'm not going to sit down to to, to dine until you bring him here and as soon as David came in, who it says he was ruddy and he was a good-looking lad, he was a, a lad, um, God said to him, this is my choosing. His heart is right before me. And so he anointed him as the next king of Israel. And God is searching the whole earth with his scanner, looking for those whose heart is perfect towards him. And So you see, perfect isn't necessarily what we thought it was originally. And it's not a heart that knows everything. It's not a heart that never makes a mistake. It's a heart that's loyal to God. Loyal when everyone else is cursing him. Loyal when it's unpopular to be loyal to God. Loyal when it's an affront to speak the name of Jesus. That's a loyal heart, completely, completely willing to stand up for the Lord, to, um, to be proud of belonging to God. If you be willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. And it is possible to be obedient and not willing. So how can you tell if, if someone, as it were, is being obedient but not willing? Let me take this So, suppose you grumble and you gripe, would you be willing? No, Um, it's like saying, well um, I obeyed God, I I praised and thanked God but it's not working. That's not a willing heart. Or, um, I don't want to go to church but I will if you want me to. I got up, I got dressed and here I am. Is that a willing heart? No, it's not does that mean you're going to eat the good of the land? Absolutely no, you're not. And in a lot of circles, particularly in some churches, that the emphasis has been put on the doing rather than the willing part of it. And as we go through scriptures, we see again and again, God looks at your heart and he looks at your motive, the secret intents of the heart. And so, If willingness um, is not there, let me start again. If your heart, God is looking at your heart, and the willing heart makes the gift of the work for the Lord acceptable. If the willingness is not there, the gift is not acceptable. And if you want, and I want to see the power of God, if I want to, and you want to enjoy the blessings of God, If we want the revelation of God, this is exactly where it starts. The willing, loyal heart. And this is what opens up all God's blessings. It's a willing heart because God is looking for a willing heart. And this opens up the legalities for God to do it for us. If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. That means the top stuff, not the rejects, but the good stuff. And 2 Chronicles 16, 19, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro over the whole face of the earth. He's scanning the whole earth. What is he looking for? What's going to set God's scanner off? His scanner is going over and over and over. What's going to give him a return on his um, radar screen as he's scanning over the whole earth? It's, he's scanning over the whole of the United Kingdom from the north to the south. And... Um, Let's imagine it's going beep 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 beep, and it comes over your city beep 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 beep, and it's coming round, it's coming round, it's coming into your road, and it's over your house. Here is a willing heart, and God will pour out His blessings. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro over the whole face of the earth, seeking those whose heart is perfect, so that He can show Himself strong in their behalf. And a wholehearted individual is someone who is completely willing, not partly willing, but completely willing, not like, well, I'll do this bit, but I don't want to do that. And that person is going to show up on God's scanner, His power scanner. And God wants to manifest His power in this earth, but He, he has set up, as it were, legal limits. He can't do it indiscriminately and he set up rules by which he operates and he requires us to operate through them and what gives him response how can he know that there is someone there in whom he can show himself strong it's the willing heart a whole-hearted heart and if we're willing we we want to obey him we want to fully do what he wants us to do. And whatever he wants us to do, we we do it, we don't partly do it. And God wants to manifest his power. And people say, oh, well, it's, you know, the, his power is only comes just as he, just as God um, feels willing. Um, it's according to God's will. Well, the gifts of the spirit are as he wills. Yes, that is true. But do you know there's God's part and our part? And sometimes we give the impression, you know, that we're, we're, just, we're just waiting on God and he's, he's not very willing and we have to bend his arm. Absolutely not true. God is waiting for us to get willing. Can you see the kind of lie that the devil has, has sold us in the church? For centuries, really, the church has been saying whenever God, God gets willing, Um, We say, when God gets willing we'll have miracles. I've even said it myself, Lord forgive me. When God gets willing we'll have miracles, we'll have signs, we'll have wonders, we'll have healings, we'll have prosperity. But what is the truth? The truth is when we get willing, when we get willing, God is scanning, he's looking. And you know that Isaiah uh, scripture was written thousands of years ago and God's scanner has been working a very very long time. I am so grateful that nothing of God's wears out. I think of God's patience and his patience hasn't worn out and never will wear out. And he's looking to and fro throughout the whole earth looking for someone or people whose heart is perfect. You see no one is perfect yet Jesus did say be perfect now I want us to return to 2 Chronicles chapter 15 um, verse 12 Um, and this is what God says about Judah Um, in verse 12 they entered into a covenant to seek the Lord God of their fathers with all their heart and with all their soul verse 15 and all Judah rejoiced at the oath because they had sworn with all their heart, they had sought God with all their soul, and the result was, he was found by them. If we seek God with our whole heart, he will be found of us. And the Lord gave them rest all around, and that's what we want. And they had sworn with all their heart and sought God with their whole desire and he was found of them. In our church, we have what we call Holy Spirit services, which is to seek God. And I have seen men and women fall on their face before God, crying out to God, seeking him with their whole heart. And he's never let us down yet. He's always been found of the miracles And and wonderful things have happened in their lives. So when you seek God with your whole heart, that is when you find him with all your desire. And God will give you rest. Rest in your life. This is what satisfies. And even though we might sin and mess up, know that God's not nitpicking. He's looking at your heart. And I do thank God for the comfort of the Holy Spirit, because as I've matured, I've looked back, you know, at the time, I thought, oh, I'm doing quite well. And I think, did I really do that? Did I really say that? Oh, I'm so embarrassed. But the Lord would say to you and to me, my child, yes, you made mistakes, but your heart was right. I was looking at your heart. You were trying to please me. And so it's not when God gets willing, it's when we get willing. And so I want, let me pray. Let's pray together. Oh, Father God, we thank you so much for your goodness towards us. We thank you, Lord, for the path you are leading us. We know that there are good things help ahead, and we know that you're going to help us. Lord, we want your help to remove every hindrance in our lives so that your full blessing can be bestowed and manifested in our lives. Father, thank you for giving us full direction, full power and revelation. Father, we believe it, we want it, we look for it, and we pursue you with a whole heart in Jesus' precious name. Lord, help us to have greater determination. And Lord, where we have a whole heart, that we'll be even more wholehearted in serving you, in loving you. We want all of you in all of us, Father. We want a wholeheartedness, oh Father God, that pleases you well. Father, we ask all of this in your name, in the, your precious Son's name, Jesus Christ, Amen. And Psalm 139 says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. See if there be any hurtful way in me. Amen.